0: Welcome to the Beyond High Performance podcast, featuring content and conversations from me, Jason jagger along with our elite coaches at Novus Global, their high-performing clients, and the faculty at the Meta Performance Institute for Coaching. On this podcast, you'll hear some of the world's best executive coaches and high-performing leaders, artists, and athletes discuss how they continue to go beyond high performance in their lives and businesses.
1: That's what we're doing. We're setting up an experience that works ninety-eight percent of the time perfectly, and then building a team of people that are brilliant, empowered, and creative and innovative to solve for that 2% so that we can grow faster and faster.
2: Today's episode is from our show on coaching, where elite coaches from Novus Global and faculty from Meta Performance Institute discuss the pursuit of excellence in executive coaching. On this episode, we go behind the scenes. Coaches David Gerber and Chris North interviewed Chief Operating Officer Tricia Harding, Director of Client Services Geraldine Monkman, and myself, Amara Onaniwu, Training Producer and Associate Coach. We discuss the vital role of having a world-class operations team. We pull back the curtain on contracts, trainings, results reviews, and 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 the myriad of details that go into the machine that is ops. And we discuss how it is the bedrock of a healthy coaching practice. Together, we each share about the benefits of having an ops team as committed to growth as the coach and what often gets in the way of solopreneur coaches building a fulfilling practice. Enjoy the show.
3: Hey everyone, it's David Gerber. I'm a partner at Novus Global and I've got a great team here today to do a behind the scenes on coaching podcast. I've got Trisha Harding. I've got Amara Ananiwu, Chris North, and I've got Gerilyn Monkman all the way from Canada. Say hello. 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 hello, hello. All right, and we're gonna be talking today a lot about the the ops team at Novus Global and what it's like to step into Novus Global as a coaching firm and what it's like to have an incredible, what we would call world-class ops team behind us as coaches, and even alongside of us, I shouldn't even say behind us, but they're, they are behind the scenes a lot of times. People don't always see a lot of the forward facing as much as the coaches do in terms of clients, but they do an incredible job behind us. And so to get us started, what I wanted to drop into was to have myself and Chris North, who are both coaches in the firm, just talk a little bit about why we joined the firm. And then I wanna really hand mostly this uh, this conversation over in terms of asking questions of our ops team of all the incredible things they do in the background. So to get it started, Chris, tell me a little bit about what caused you to join the firm? How long have you been a member of the firm? And what were the two or three things that you would say this is why I joined the firm at the time you did? Two two or three. Thanks a lot for that. You're welcome. Actually,
4: <laughs> I was outside of your house when I decided to to have the conversation about joining the firm. I had become friends with with a lot of you and I was getting ready to go into your house and I had been coaching for for quite a while on my own doing it doing what I thought was pretty well, I had an assistant who was helping with with different things, scheduling and, and things that uh, that assistants do. And Janet called me. Uh, and Janet, if, if you have listened to any of the podcasts or know Janet at all, she has a, a fierce advocacy about her. And we were getting ready to do a thing together. We were gonna do a workshop, I believe it was, and this was probably about three years, three, three and a half years ago. And she called me and just said, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Which I've known Janet a long time it was half tongue in cheek, half, half not. And she said, she said, Chris, where are all of the best coaches that you know? And I said, well, they're there, they're they're with you guys. And, uh, (laughs) and then she said, don't you wonder why all of the, the coaches that you have the most respect for and who are doing the best work and are actually freed up to do their work? Uh, don't you, don't you have any kind of curiosity about why all of those people have made a choice to go and do this together Hmm. and I didn't have a lot to say to (laughs) to that and so I said all right I'll start having the conversations because I had been kicking this can down the road for probably about a year or longer probably about two years actually about doing this coaching inside of an organization coaching inside of a firm alongside other other coaches and so at the, at the time th- that was the conversation it was it was me joining the firm to do it with other people and then once i started actually asking questions so i my my commitment at the time was to at least have the conversation all of the questions that were i mean there were also like there were culture questions i had that were attractive to me about about the firm but she didn't say much about the operations team at the time <laughs> yeah and until i started asking questions and it, it's not that it was necessarily at the time for me a like a, a deal sealer or a deal killer. I mean, I really wanted to be a part of people doing world-class coaching. And what I realized through conversations with, with Jason and others in the firm was that the reason that coaches were able to coach so well and focus on growing their practice, focus on their clients, focus on their own continued education, their own continued training. was because they had a system alongside and behind them doing all of the things that were killing my in between calls time. So from biz dev to client care to everything, the operations team was a huge piece of, of me going, okay, if I'm going to do this or, and continue to do this well and scale and, and do this for real, this is going to be one of my, probably one of my better moves. And here I am three years later, four years later, I don't even know, I've lost count. I think do we count COVID years like dog years? Is that how that works? I don't know how this works. So, with, uh, with
1: 2020, even a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I love it.
4: yeah. And so, and it's true. It's one of the best decisions I ever made personally, professionally, not just for me, but probably for my clients as well. So I love it. Did that answer your question?
3: Yeah. Right. It's, it's really great. And and then for myself, uh, David, you know, when I joined, there's a few things that were huge factors for me. One of them was just the community aspect, right? Because if you're if you're a solopreneur coach, which I was for six or seven years, it can be a bit isolating. And I actually underestimated how much I'd enjoy the community, right? Whether it's traveling for trainings together, obviously before and after COVID and all the other things that we get to do together. It's so much fun to travel with people that I genuinely love and enjoy being around. And we get to go hang out in the evenings, usually when we're out traveling around doing trainings. And then... The other couple of things for me was just the ability to to serve the world together. Almost almost all of the people at, at Novus Global, which I love, is a, a heartbeat for serving the world together. And whether it's doing some low bono work or pro bono work, we we all have that heartbeat. Um, there's a lot of chemistry around that and sort of synchronicity with our our approach to serving the world. And then I love the accountability aspect of just, you know, having to just showing up on a regular basis and uh, being accountable for the work I'm doing, the way I'm pushing myself. And so the firm has been so instrumental in me stretching my comfort zone numerous times over the years. I've been uh, at Novus Global for just over four years now, and I've I've really enjoyed that. And given all of that, I would say the thing I underestimated was was what it looked like to have an ops team running the show and I still remember the first time I met Trisha, and I was so excited that with like a director of operations uh, and, and it was so exciting because I, I never had anything like that. I didn't have an assistant at the time, but I, I really didn't even know what I was really getting into when we started to build out the ops team and what that will allow us to do. And primarily for me and for Chris's experiences as well, and uh, all the other coaches in the firm is for us, what's so great about it is it allows us to serve our clients better. It allows us to serve our, our corporate deals better, our larger deals, as well as our one-on-one clients because we've got this incredible foundation of, of a team there. So what Chris and I are going to do throughout the rest of this episode is really just ask questions of the operations team in terms of what it is that they do and and how does that help the the coaches in the firm really serve their clients powerfully alongside of the ops team. So. All right, Tricia, I'm going to start with you. So, Trisha is our wonderful chief operating officer and is, has built our operations team from the very beginning. And uh, if there's a reason why we have a world-class operations team, Tricia is the one to blame. And so, Trisha, give us like a, a first start off with like a high-level overview of what what's your vision for the operations team been since day one and how has that vision evolved? What are the things that you think that most help the firm succeed that the operation team does? So vision first and then a few of the specifics that you see.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's funny listening to you and Chris talk about your experience. When I first started at Novus Global, I think we had one part-time administrative person that was assisting all seven coaches. And I think that was the whole team. And so... When I, it's crazy to think back on that, um, where everything was done in an Excel spreadsheet. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, when I came on board, actually, to be, you know, honest, I really wasn't sure I was going to stay. I I was a little skeptical of coaching. I wasn't sure what to think about it. I I, like probably a lot of people, thought if you were a high performer, why did you need a coach? And so my first experience was being exposed to what coaching was and really falling in love with it. And then seeing how people grew and changed and and were able to accomplish so much, that became integral to how we were gonna grow our ops team. Part of the vision that I have for the operations team is that they have the same mindset a coach does towards growth, towards ownership, towards integrity. And that's been a lot of what's allowed us to grow the way that we have. And our coaches probably don't know a lot about what our team's doing behind the scenes, I think, because that's the way we want it. (laughs) And so when you ask me, like, what the vision is for the operations team, it's that everything would just work and it would work so well and so seamlessly that coaches are able to go out and serve the world powerfully without having to be burdened around those things. I also really would love for us to have a team that is ahead of the curve, right? So we're not just meeting coaches where they're at, but we're seeing where they're going and we're getting out in front of them so that our systems and the way that we operate are creating like a smooth road by the time you get there. And that's been challenging and also fun because you guys are always moving really fast.
3: I love it. And so with what you all do in the background, one of the things Chris and I have both been benefactors of is especially when it comes to some of the, the larger deals or the corporate deals that we are able to sell and then service really, really well, can you walk us through even maybe like, a, like the phases of like what happens when we start to get in conversation with the company that we're going to work with? And, and even like how are, how are Gerilyn and Amara involved in that process as well? And maybe you can begin the answer and then hand it off to the two of them. And really, how does that help us be world class as, as coaches and as a firm walk alongside together as we serve people?
1: Yeah, I'm going to hand it off pretty quickly okay. to Gerilyn and Amara. I mean, I probably could have answered that question really well 18 months ago. And we've just seen so much growth in that space and and so many organizations that we're working with. That's why we brought Gerilyn into our world. And she has really taken that and like blown it up. So she's probably a good person to start with. And then Amara has been incredible when it comes to the training space. So I'm going to toss the ball to them.
5: Awesome. Well, thank you. I received that uh, that acknowledgement and I, I'm excited to, to share about the world that I love so much of the corporate space. Two things come to mind when I think about how we serve the corporate is we really want to invite them in, like into a story to experience the results that they want to create and that they experience the Novus Global brand or like, but really experience it, not just see it. Um, and then we wanna be able to tell the story. And time and time again, um, the cor- corporations are saying to us that like, that's a little bit of our secret sauce. Our process of being able to tell the story uh, is really where it's at. And we do that through creating an experience. And there's there's a rhythm to that in terms of getting really clear. We talk about like, establishing vision, what is it that the corporations are really visioning for the time that we worked with them? And then ensuring that our team is aligned with that, the coaches that are gonna experience things are aligned with that. And then we're continuously checking in to, to calibrate, to ensure that we're in alignment together and celebrating the wins. Oh, and then asking, how can we add more weight to the bar to our experience? And so, you know, to level up, A client experience, in in my mind, is, you know, we talk about this internally as a firm as well, is we celebrate the wins and then we ask what's next. And we're always evolving and growing in that arena. And we're able to speak to that at any point in the process.
3: Gerilyn, walk us through, because I I really do love the format and we're always upgrading this so if there's any potential even you know clients out there that are listening to this in terms of how much dedication we have to the return on investment right because it's a huge yeah. aspect of the coaching that we do especially with the company deals that we do so if you want to even step us through from setting up the boards in our project management software which is called asana and and then how much we communicate with the primary client, in terms of what would blow their mind, what things would really excite them at the end of this contract. So so take it from there and then even walk us through all the way to the results review of a contract, like of what <laughs> what your team does on the back end to make that happen and make that successful so that the client is is thrilled.
5: Absolutely. So we we kick things off together i mean once once we're all we're aligned we're rock and ready ready to go the first step is vision it always starts with vision and we're clear on that in in the early conversations as we've been starting to explore if we're going to do business together and the the first thing that we'll experience in a contract with a corporation is a training and amara can speak to the details of how we've really set up and like grounded those for world class experiences And the training really lays the foundation for coaching. That's where the insights are happening, that's where the wrestling is happening, the introduction to our methodology, the work, the concepts, the things that they're really going to get to play with in the coaching space. Post the training, we dive into a, a vision conversation with the primary client. What do they vision for themselves and for the team over these next 6, 12, 18 months as we engage together? Um, And then also with the coaches, what visions would thrill them in alignment to their role and maybe in their personal life as well. And does that align with the corporation and, and their role within that? And when we're clear on vision, then the coaching begins. That's where the work, that's where the work lies. And so we have a process in there also called gold ceiling where we want to ensure that the triangle is created. The coach is aligned with where they're going with the coachee. The coachees are thrilled with this like nervous, excited energy of the outcomes they're committed to, to achieve. And then the primary client or their direct supervisor is saying, yes, this would be thrilling too. And when we create that solid triangle, we know that we're in a sweet spot to move forward into the coaching. Then the coaching happens on a regular cadence whatever's selected we traditionally talk about like you know three 45 minute calls a month and then we ensure probably to depending on the length of contract we're doing check-in points and those check-ins are really more around calibration how are we doing how is coaching occurring to the direct supervisor the primary client how is coaching occurring to the coachee and then to our coaches and it's a time to just ensure that we're aligned that we can pivot at any point, how close are we to these outcomes? And uh, and then also, but how can we add more weight to the bar? And how can we continue to press into the growth and exploring what these individuals are capable of? And then at contract end, we're looking at a results review. We're celebrating the results and we're also exploring a little bit of individuals saying for themselves what they're proud of, of what they've accomplished in the coaching, and then also having the direct supervisors and primary clients say what they want for these individuals as they continue to move forward and to press into new futures of the things that they're creating. And it's exciting to watch that progress. It's not like coaching starts and then all of a sudden we're like we don't we don't connect for the next six to you know twelve months. There's really like these check-ins to go. How are we doing? Are we aligned? Really constant communication, and we can share a story. So when we look at things at the end, there's a story that's involved that's beautiful, that's creative, that we've seen a thing um, individuals wrestle and grow together and uh through there we also put in some splashes of some fun surprises and uh delight moments but i like to keep those a little bit under wraps uh to keep us uh, keep the secret
3: i love it
1: I, I was just curious um what because i don't actually know this uh, what's changed in terms of how we're utilizing asana or slack to sort of support that process
5: yeah there's there's a couple different places that we play. So Asana is our project management tool. Asana is utilized as individuals have their own boards for coaching. And so that serves as their individual coaching portal where they track their commitments, their coaching journey um, and communications with their coach. So that happens in that space. But on the back end, for us internally in operations and with the coaching team. We have a contract board as well, and that's where we really tell the story of what's going on that particular contract. So that that board would house where that we're, we're really clear on what the primary client's vision is for this time. We're clear on what the coach'es outcomes are for this time that they are committed to. We understand the rhythm of the contract timeline in terms of training, when check-ins are, when our internal meetings are to calibrate internally on how we can best serve these individual contracts, as well as all the other details around how do we report? We've got links to reporting for those check-ins, and like all of that data is housed in one central spot to keep us grounded, organized, and aligned as a back-end team on serving that contract. Slack is our internal communication tool. So there's a channel per contract that we use as a way of connecting with one another as an internal coaching team on notices, ways that we can upgrade, ways that we can serve and opportunities to receive feedback from one another if we're experiencing some like little like glitches or stucks or things that we're frustrated, complaining about or tolerating. It's, it's a little serves as a little bit of a coaching space for us internally as well.
4: Yeah. And I'll say this too, Jalen: you just gave like a high level, actually maybe even a little lower level of like (laughs) the detail goes into what happens. But I think as a coach hearing that and listening to that, and if you are a coach listening to this or you are somebody who's even, even on the client side is realizing that as a coach, I have virtually nothing to do with any of that. (laughs) That is all happening. uh, That is all happening behind the scenes. While I'm on calls with clients, while I'm in their worlds, while I'm I'm connected to what it is that I do really, really well, or at least it, I'm speaking broadly as as coaches, like we get to do what we do well and because we know that all of that is being handled in the background. All of the systems are in place. Months out, we have check-ins already done. We have what we're going to be talking about. We have things coming to us going like here's a brief on what everybody has has said so far these are the challenges these are the wins and at any point in time if if i'm a the uh the primary coach in in that contract i know exactly what's happening at any point in time at the click of a button or at, at like at will so i i will jump on 10 minutes before a call and understand what's happened in the last 90 days uh or mm-hmm. 60 we'll say 60 days probably mm-hmm. and uh as a coach if i'm contracted under uh david's contract I can do the exact same thing. I know what's happening at like the senior leadership level, or I know what, what is just a, a bigger picture that I would normally have to go to him and be like, hey, what's what's this? Or if there's other people struggling with, with different things. A lot of time we're we're brought in to work with with companies around culture and mindset and things like that. So so understanding more holistically at the at the drop of a hat uh, has been incredibly helpful for me. One in actually doing the work, but then two is understanding where companies are struggling, that do not know who we are yet. And so when I get on a call with somebody who's like, hey, I don't know, somebody introduced us, or we've been interested in coaching, but we don't really know. uh, It helps me ask questions that get to the point a lot faster. So that's been really, really helpful Mm -hmm. as well.
5: You know, Chris, that brings up for me, it's like Asana is more than a project management tool to us. It serves as a way that we can scale. It serves as a way that we can sustain because the the project lives there. But it, it really is more than a project. We talk a lot about like our integrity living somewhere. And for each contract, our integrity lives there. And we know what what the next small step that we can take to serve this contract is and that's assigned and and it and it flows and it comes out of that and it tells the story like for me asana is a place that our integrity lies to our clients and it's a place that the story is told so that as a team we can powerfully serve each contract that we step into with a with a personalization and a relationship alongside the system and the structure, and I know that that really serves the vision of the automation and the pieces in the back end that we have, and it's it's more than just a tool.
4: Yeah, yeah, and there's there's so much to cover in such a short amount of time, like with all of the details that that happen with the operations team. At least from my perspective, by the way, I've been I've been learning more and more just because I'm curious around systems and i'm curious around how things work and i'll I'll say this at least from my experience there is somebody taught me this a long time ago there's there's like the four different levels of income which is employed you trade hours for dollars for somebody else self-employed you trade hours for dollars and the more you work the more you get paid in both of those models and as a coach before coming into the firm i thought i was a business owner (laughs) which is the third level i thought i was a business owner and i think a lot of self-employed coaches think they're business owners and and i was fooling myself because a, a business is defined as a system that makes money, mm. a system that generates a result. And so if I am a business owner, that means I own a system or that I'm involved in a system. And I didn't realize until coming into the firm that I was, uh, fooling myself into thinking I was a business owner when really what was happening is the more I worked, the more I got paid. If I went away, it might've taken a little while, but income went away. And what's been really, nice is to step into a system that works. And so if I can give a quick example of that. If I, if I create a contract, obviously, I can only be in one place at one time. But with the firm, I can be in many places all at once. And, uh, and that is a system that generates income for me, that generates impact for me personally, uh, as well as, as the firm, which I've, I've really loved. But I want to talk about the training, too, because that's the thing that I did not do before joining the firm. And David, to your point is like, what, what is different? Maybe you maybe you didn't ask this. I'm saying it a different way. But what is different from when I coached alone, when I was doing that alone, to now? And now I would say training is a large part of of what I get to do. And what I mean by training is is taking companies through a like a two-day immersion of our work, whether that's two actual days in person, which we've done, or if it's two days spread out over time where we're all on Zoom because of obvious reasons. And Amara is here and I want to draw on, like I want to actually like highlight what happens in the training space, what has changed in the training space, what is so powerful about the training space mm-hmm. and what's happening behind the scenes for coaches from your point of view, because I probably don't know the half of it. So <laughs> we'll start <laughs> we'll start there. So, So talk to us about the training space,
2: yeah, it's um it that's the place where I get to play. I feel like the the fun aunt or something of the conversation. I'm like, and then you get to come and have an experience with me. But what's what's really cool, one of the things that as awful as it was that COVID afforded us was this ability to upgrade and think about how we want to. Train. How we want to, you know, create a framework around exposing people to the work. And so you heard like the deep level of care that goes into like all the details and coaching contracts and leading up to them. And that first exposure point oftentimes is a training where we train an organization, whole team, and there there will be people who get coached after that. But really, we're training them in how to sustain a culture in which they are learning all these new tools. How to use these tools in relationship. And that's that's a huge value so that when people begin to coach and they begin to put weight on the bars in the spaces that they're in, it's not foreign to the rest of the team. It's a really huge piece of the contract. Yeah. So it helps empower the leader. It helps empower the individuals who are then will go on to be coached first time around, second time around. And it's a space for us. I've seen our increase in communication and like just how we form communication to the client really upgraded in that area because you guys as coaches, like it's all in your head, right? All the training uh, tools and bits and tricks are in your head, but organizing that in a way where we can even bring other coaches and people who wish to train into that space and have them learn how to be world-class trainers was really important to be able to like systematize like what how you were already doing what you were doing as you were going out and traveling pre-COVID and putting on trainings. So that's one of the things that we've done is to be able to systematize what that looks like to put on a training. And Jerry also spoke to like some delight moments. I think part of creating experience like a training is we get to introduce people to the culture by modeling it for them. So how we behave, how we treat our clients and the teams that come on for trainings is giving them a little piece of what, what a culture could be like that they're stepping into, that they'll use the tools and work out on their own, what it's going to look like in their particular culture.
4: Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's funny is, is, uh, we've done this now it, there through COVID and otherwise. We've done this now for literally thousands of people, which is really exciting to me. And, and part of that is because there was a there's a palatability now for, for uh, Zoom is to yeah. be able to take people that we used to have to gather in a room, which we still love to do. Now we can do it with companies who used to have to pick and choose who they were going to fly in for an event. Oh, and goodness. now we can reach all of them at the same time at very little to no cost extra for the client. And what that does is it just exponentially moves the culture forward in an organization in and in, in a company. And your you are actually behind a lot of that. And I remember being asked, "Hey, what are all the things that you're already doing that are working?" And taking that amortized to over twenty of us coaches mm-hmm. and creating best practices and creating systems from that. Every training that we do, we hear at least I hear. I'm sure you guys do too. This is unlike anything we've ever experienced. This is better than we expected. This is different than we expected. People will come in a little bit groggy and jaded and upset that they have to be there. They don't know what this is. Why? Why is leadership bringing us in? And within like the first five to to 15 minutes, they can't wait to get back. And they're really excited that they're there. And so I just wanted to shout that out. You had a lot to do with that personally, but then talking to coaches listening to this or potential coaches Mm -hmm. listening to this, or really anybody listening to this, there's a whole team of people that a performer cannot do what they do on a stage without a whole lot of people running around in the background, making sure that that happens, making sure that from the parking attendance at the concert venue, all the way through check in, check out, coach check, like whatever it is that that the event is that we're using as a metaphor. It's really, really tough to do. And I feel oftentimes as a, as a coach or as a trainer, that's what I do really, really well, or at least that's my role. And I can't, nor do I want to (laughs) do any of the things that, that you guys do. So that's been a huge lift under my wings to help me step into that
1: space. It's like you were reading my mind. I'm just saying, I was just, I was thinking I was at a concert last week and we were standing in the balcony and I was overlooking the sound booth and the light operator. We had a really good view of the the stage in between sets. And as I was thinking about what Amara and the team has done is they're running all of that background stuff. So like when you're, especially on Zoom, I think it got really interesting, right? Yeah. Um, You know. Somebody, somebody running slides and, and multimedia production. And, and it's like, no, we're not trying to like make it some flashy thing, but we want the experience to be a fantastic one. And all of those pieces Amara and her team like oversaw with incredible grace. And I think I think really made the trainings incredible.
4: Love it. Yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you, I've done some workshops without you guys just on my own or or for volunteering or something <laughs> like that, where I was like, I'm not going to bring the, the team into this. It is not the same. <laughs> it is there's somebody going like, I don't have the link again, what's happening? It's yeah. interrupting you. there's all kinds of stuff there. So so just as a as a coach being on this side of things, understanding what it is that an operations team actually does, whether it's obviously generally helping organize and create like the longevity side of the of a contract, and then the whole experience or or Amara and your team in the individual like the, the two to four day experience of immersion for a whole team for th- like hundreds sometimes of people at, the, at one time or trisha even like probably uh, if, if we have time i'd love to, to hear about the future too but like knowing what you're up to or thinking about what you're up to and where you're thinking now towards the future of where this where your side of things is going where the operations team is going and what you're building i would love to hear a little bit of that as well
1: yeah that's one of the the most exciting places for me to play right now i think we've got i, I don't know 30 or so odd coaches in the firm, lots of interest from coaches uh, who would like to join, and we're figuring out what that looks like. But the question is, you know, what, is it, what does Novus Global look like three years from now and what kind of support and structure will we want to have in place in order for that to be an accelerating process, a process of that's continuing to grow and where coaches are thriving and clients are getting better and better results? And so we're actually... As an example, we're in the midst of kind of revamping some of our back end operation stuff to take it to the next level of automation so that if you think about it, you know, with this is the analogy I'm using a lot these days. Amazon works, like it just works. There's a lot about Amazon that works. You place an order, it usually gets delivered the next day. Like there's so much going behind the scenes that makes it work. And then because it works so well, 98% of the time from automation, the 2% of the time that it doesn't work their team is really empowered to create an incredible experience for the people that are like in the gaps. That's what we're doing. We're setting up a, an experience that works like 98% of the time perfectly and then building a team of people that are like brilliant and empowered and creative and innovative to solve for that 2% so that we can grow faster and faster and faster. And so it, it won't even look like this a year from now. A year from now, the process will be completely different, but it'll be better, and hopefully, that's the the trajectory we're on in general.
4: And Trisha, I love that. Uh, first of all, I have so many questions, to make me uh-huh. super excited. But <laughs> I, I want to know, <laughs> uh, I, I want to know what that might mean for coaches. I, I mm-hmm. mean, we all know what what coaches' pain points are. We all know where they're where they're getting it right in a lot of ways. Yeah. What's exciting about that as a coach who doesn't quite know? what it's like to have a system. Yeah, it doesn't quite is is pretty successful even doing what I'm doing alone outside. Yeah. Uh, Why does that matter to me?
1: What it looks like for me when I think about uh, Chris creating clients and building new contracts, it looks like Chris hitting a button. And that button meaning that the contracts in front of the client while you're on the phone with them. And then they sign and then they get their welcome email and video right away that onboards them to Asana and everything just happens like that and it happens beautifully. And so, Chris, you and your client are moving forward towards results faster with yeah. no complications in the process. That the process is just a thing that we don't even realize is happening. You have the conversation and now you're off. Yeah.
4: Well, that. that's okay.
1: Button clicking.
4: I, I love clicking buttons.
1: <laughs> Do you <personally> guys <laughs> i not so sure about that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's,
3: I love having Someone else click the buttons.
1: That's right. <laughs> yeah.
3: So as, as you can see, if you're a coach out there, uh, maybe a solopreneur or whatever, if if you're you're thinking about Novus Global and what you're stepping into in terms of an ecosystem with Trisha and everything her team does and Amar and her team and Gerlin and, and her team, we have such a an incredible world-class ops team that helps us serve the clients the best that we can. And from from invoicing and setting goals with with our clients to dreaming about the future, there's, there's so much that's already in place that as a solopreneur, you just don't have access to because you're probably not going to have an entire ops team if you're just operating for yourself. What, what's great about our ops team, one of my favorite things about it is both our, co- our team of coaches as well as our ops team aspire to have the, the same values. Trisha, if you could just speak really quickly to that before we, we we wrap up around like what's the what's the vision for the ops teams in terms of the values and and how they align with what our values are as coaches as well or vice versa, you could say. Tell us a little bit about that, and then we'll we'll wrap up the yeah. show.
1: I mean, our our team, our ops team, is constantly having the same growth conversation that our coaches are having with one another and also with their clients. So we're looking at our vision. We're collectively celebrating the gaps in that vision and looking for ways to close them. We have a really high value for integrity. Um, All of our meetings are public. So in the same space that I think coaches track their client conversations and commitments in an Asana board, we do that with our meetings. And so at the end of each meeting, everybody's walking away with a clear understanding of what they're committed to, when they're committed to doing it. And the very next time we get together, we're going to ask the question, you know, hey, how did it go with those commitments? And we hold each other to a really high standard in the integrity space because we we believe that's crucial, not only for a coaching conversation, but for a company's health. Other aspects of that, like high degree of ownership, when we are looking for people to join the team, we want people that are 100% committed to owning the solution they can create. So there's not this like, oh well this circumstance came up so I couldn't do it or so and so didn't do their part so I couldn't do it. That we don't have any interest in that. Like we want a team of people that are radically committed to that kind of ownership. So we we're really trying to take the values that coaches infuse into all of their conversations and have that be how we talk, how we are. And that's also who we're looking for as we're looking for people to grow. We've we've grown so much in the last three years and that's not stopping.
2: Tricia, can I just highlight something that you just said there? Because yeah. I, I think that is the the invitation that has stood out to me the most. And it is this invitation rather than most environments are competitive to win, like you're set up to win. And I think we're in an environment where you're set up to grow. Mm. And so it's not about what you, the expertise that you come in with and staying with that expertise. Uh, it's about what are you capable of in whatever role you're in and how can you grow from there? I think it's such an important piece of our culture that is really enlightening
3: love it awesome any any final questions for
4: you chris no i i really love uh i really love that amara i think that that's actually spot on That's probably a perfect period to this conversation maybe even an exclamation point if i can say so much the ability to come in where i was i felt like uh, the team came alongside me the other coaches the operations team the just the entire culture in general came alongside me to help me grow uh, rather than help me win, and in so doing, I also am winning, and so that feels really good. So I think that that's a perfect bow
3: on this episode. Um, so thanks everyone for listening. Uh, for Chris, Amara, Trisha, and Gerilyn, we are we're so grateful that you take the time to listen to this. And if you're a coach considering joining, uh, you can reach out to our team. And um, other than that, we'll uh, we'll catch you on the next episode.
0: Thank you for listening. For more resources like this, as well as articles and videos by all of our coaches, go to novus.global and click on resources. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, that helps us out a lot. Rate and leave a review. If you didn't like us, just leave us alone. We drop new episodes every week and we don't want you to miss out. If you want to explore hiring a Novus Global coach or becoming an executive coach at the Meta Performance Institute for Coaching, email us at begin at novus.global or click the link in the show notes. Thank you again for listening. And remember, dare to go beyond high performance.